Abby. Hi, Maddie. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Sister Town Podcast, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Sorry. How do you feel, Maddie? I am feeling sick, but weird, weird sick. How can I describe this, this sensation? All of my muscles hurt, and also I can't be touched. My hair hurts. That's, that's it. I'm pretty sure I have a fever, but I don't actually own a thermometer. Sorry, Mom. But it feels like a fever. Yeah. Sounds like you're having a real good time. I haven't thrown up or anything, so... So, in case you didn't know, this is the Sister Time Podcast. It is a show about shows time forgot. Except this time, because it's our 20th episode, so we turned it on its head. And we are watching a show that you guys all knew, but we never saw. Does that make sense? Hold on one second, Abby. My Japanese food is here. Oh, Maddie gets food. I'm gonna eat some ramen while we do this podcast. Slurp it real good, Maddie. Make sure to get it really close to the microphone. Yeah, I'm gonna just slurp. slurp I'm it. gonna chew it a lot because the thing is, you know, I need some hot soup so that I don't just die right here. Because that's basically what I feel like is gonna happen. Sorry, mom. While Maddie gets her Japanese food <coughs> dealt with, uh, <coughs> this week we watched The Adventures of Pete and Pete. It's kind of strange. You look at happily deranged. I can't be saying that you're bad. Or have you picked the target yet? Which Woo. everybody's always like, whoa, you never saw it? It was so good, you'd love it. But see, it wasn't animated, so I had zero interest yeah, for many, I didn't watch, like, many years of my life. I didn't watch a live action show until I was a grown woman, basically. Every now and then we'd catch like a little bit of Alex Mack, that liquid metal woman. But I was only really interested in her when she was liquid metal. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on when she wasn't a superhero. And of course the Animorphs show, because they turned into animals, right. so it was actually more of a nature documentary than like a show about humans. Uh, I'm gonna quote that. Animorphs, nature documentary. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just I just spilled an entire McDonald's sweet tea on the floor. That's right, I, I got a McDonald's sweet tea with my friend who I love, who eats McDonald's four times a week, and I love her. How is that possible in an adult our age? Wouldn't she die? We're I think old she's now. like can't eat things. adapted to it. Like, I think her body oh, is see. just like, like how Morgan Spurlock would have gotten if he had just kept going. You know? And also wasn't a vegan to start with. Right, yeah, maybe going from vegan to 100 is not the best choice. Sorry, I'm going to rustle again. What did you do with your uh, week last week, sister? Uh, is it the, the best time when you're rustling for us to ask these questions? Sure, why not? Everybody knows we're rustling. I went to Chicago. You went to Chicago! I got to see a bit of the Field Museum, but of course the whole weekend I was working, so I, I couldn't leave. That sounds fun. That sounds like a real fun yeah. Chicago trip. Did you see the bean or anything? The what? The no. bean? Oh, that thing. The big shiny thing. No, I don't know where that is, but I didn't see it. I did stay in a hotel that apparently was haunted. Hey. But I didn't see a single ghost. I feel really cheated. That is just not truth in advertising. Your haunted hotels should I be... would like a refund, please. Maybe if I knew it before the day that I was checking out, I would have seen a ghost because I would have been primed for it. And they'd be like, ooh, we could really creep her out tonight. She's already all spooked because she knows there's a ghost here. But instead, I was just fearless and naked the whole time. So they were like, no, no thanks. You didn't, like, try to take a shower or anything? I did, with the door open even, because I was also watching Naked and Afraid, and I had a perfect <laughs> shot of the TV from the tub. What the fuck is Naked and Afraid? It's exactly what it sounds like. They strip people down, put them in the woods, and say, survive, for 20 days. Do people die? Uh, they get real close. 
they let people go home if they're dying. So well, that's at nice. Least they them. don't actually murder people. They want to make it super dramatic when it really isn't. They'll have like these little parts where they insert danger by like showing a snake and being like a snake, <laughs> and it's not even a snake that's like native to the area. And they'll also do stuff where they're like, "Ooh, well, we have to put in like a roar here to make it seem like a jaguar is hunting them," <laughs> and they put in a fucking lion roar. The least you can do is put in the sound an actual jaguar makes. Probably you're one of a very few people who ever was like, that's not a jaguar roar. Do you sell a lot of books? Eh, well, I sold out, so that was pretty hey, good. that's nice. Yeah, it's because my book looks real good. People want it. They do. That's a very pretty book. Has everyone seen Abby's book? I have a book now. It'll be available online soon, maybe. We watched The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Uh-huh. As I said, people kept saying, oh, you'd love it. You should watch it. It's so surreal. And I was like, whatever. It's live action. I don't give a shit. Then I watched it, and they were absolutely right. So good. From the get-go, I was like, oh, this is for me. Which means the show's gonna be not as good as the ones where we hate it, I think. Yeah, like, what are we even gonna... We're just gonna sit here and be like, that's fucking good. It was just good. The dad was amazing. He was just such a... He was the most dad possible dad. Concentrated dad. They boiled down a bunch of dads. Essence of dad. The residue. But then the mom was not essence of mom. The mom was just her metal plate. She was completely defined by the metal plate in her head. Yeah, all the stuff that she did was, mom has a plate, so this is happening now. Right. And I loved it. Though, did you see the episode, The Call? Brendan was telling me about this. Will you describe it? Oh my god, it was a ride from start to finish. In this town... There is a payphone that has been ringing for 27 years. Like intermittently or consistently? Consistently, nonstop, ringing forever. And it's like the dead heat of summer, and they actually have like a volunteer call center for emergencies regarding the phone because it drives people insane. Mm. And they have like psychotic breaks in the street all over, all the time, especially in summer. The whole thing had a very like wayside school vibe for me. It did, yeah. It was just like, yeah, this weird thing, you know, a phone ringing for 27 years. Like all of the teachers seem to like sleep in the school <laughs> they call you at home to say don't be late for class the the shop teacher has a hook hand anyway uh so the phone has been ringing off the hook for 20 years 27 years pete the big pete why are they they're both named pete why are they both named pete i thought they might address it or something like it would be in the theme song or something like maybe? haha i'm adopted or like haha i you know or maybe one of them go by situation. their middle name or something but no, it's just... If anybody can Pete. answer our question, why? Why are they I'm sure it was like, like the um The show is based on shorts, like one-minute shorts that were in between commercial breaks and stuff. Maybe they explained it in one of those ones. Because they also explained Little Pete's tattoo. Right, Petunia. Petunia. Uh, that was from a short. He got a tattoo. Anyway, so the call. So both Pete's actually wind up going on a quest to kind of figure out what the deal is with this phone. Little Pete and his friends are just like, we're going to travel across town to the phone and answer it. And it's like this mega awesome journey across town in the dead heat of summer and they have all these little obstacles. It's great. That sounds awesome. uh, Like the maze runner, but with a phone. At one point, there's hot pavement. (laughs) Many of their friends get stuck, lost forever to the hot pavement. It's like the Swamp of Zadness. The crossing guard is there also. I love the crossing guard. He takes his job so fucking seriously. Everyone. Everything in Pete and Pete is extremely dire and high consequence, which I love. Which is so good. That's yeah. the thing I love. Because you very read my comics. That was very much. The way yeah, and also very much like I how I was when I was a kid. Everything was the most important thing. Anyway. We're intense folks. Then Big Pete is working for the call center, like volunteering with his mom who runs it. And Ellen, his best buddy. And uh, he starts to get a little too deep into the phone. 
deep into the phone. How did it start? Who was the person who was being called? Why didn't they pick up? Do they live with the guilt of having this phone ringing for 27 years? And so he, like, tries to investigate who the phone was ringing for. It winds up being his own mother. Her ma- her dun, metal dun, plate dun. in her head? It has not a lot to do with the metal plate. In oh, her. okay. Wait, but why is she I calling mean, it? I mean, she's like super sensitive to phones ringing and she blames it on that, but it's actually the guilt from never having picked up that phone that makes her so sensitive but, to like, the phones ringing. Who is calling her? So there's this character. Every time I saw him, I fucking cracked up. So his name is Hub. Some weird name that dudes have sometimes. <laughs> and he was like a phone company worker, and he was just in a cherry picker the whole time. We only ever saw him up in the cherry picker. Not the cherry picker itself, but like just the little roost up there. Uh-huh. And he would just kind of descend from the treetops when needed <laughs> and be like, here, it's me. So every time they were talking about the phone, he would just show up and be like, here, it's me. It's Hub from the, the phone company uh-huh. and my cherry picker. Anyway, so it was him who was calling. And it was because 27 years ago he had a crush on the mom. Saw her walking past and called the payphone that he knew was near her. Is that a thing that people used to do? No. Highly unlikely that that ever happened. Payphones, man. I don't understand. Yeah, like who does? No one understands payphones. I'm afraid of them now. They're old and frightening. Then they have a very touching moment where she's like, I love my husband. And then, oh man, what is the message that they say? True love, if it's really true, needs no answer. And that's like the last line of the show, the episode. What? Because it started as like this ridiculous nonsense thing and then like climaxed with this like really touching scene. Well, I mean like. Sort of touching. Also kind of like seriously. Also because it was the cherry picker guy. So he like came down from the the trees and was just like, it was me the whole time. That's cute. Sort of. It's also kind of like seriously. And then he kept the phone ringing also, so that's still a thing that happens. The, okay, so the cinematography in this show is unbelievable. And, like, the way each episode is set up is, like, it is an extremely dramatic, intense film. It's also got that 90s cinematography that's kind of just, let's bounce around and be wacky and have lots of weird close-ups. The 90s was a, such a wacky time, unfortunately. So wacky. Thank God I was barely conscious during that, that whole decade. Little Pete is the one who manages to take the phone off the hook after his long journey. The moment that he takes it off the hook, like, you can hear birds singing and goes around town to see everybody freed from the phone, and it was really awesome. I recommend the episode. All of the ones I watched were really, really rad. Also, very, I feel like I might just be an out-of-touch old person now, because I'm turning 26 in, like, a week, but pretty sure that's how I felt when I was a kid and a teenager. Obviously, the things that Little Pete does as a kid are not particularly realistic things. Uh, He's so competent. He is. He's so... And it's it's like 95% his confidence. And you know what? I kind of wish I'd seen that when I was a kid. I think I would have hated him at the time. I think he's a good role model. I think so, too. Like, he just, like, is not afraid of anything. And he's just like, hey, like, I want to start a band. Does it. I want to yep. have a radio show. Does it. I want to get a tattoo. Does it. Like, and it's kind yep. of funny because none of that stuff is stuff that you could really do very well when you were like, how old is he? Very young. I, 10, 11 maybe? Brendan says but he's 10. Nothing, nothing gets in his way. Nope. I like that. I also, that. I really like the Big Pete and Little Pete friends. They're friends. Yeah. Sometimes they Sometimes. Fight. I mean, sometimes they have issues, but that's what happens. It's like one of the more realistic sibling relationships I've seen. Then again, I had a great sibling. Yep. I had two nice siblings that I enjoyed being friends with sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
other yeah. people have shitty siblings. I who do are think that sibling relationship mm-hmm. was like pretty close to how it actually is because you're allies as well as being enemies, kind of like you're competing for resources. Be, but but when resources are abundant, you got a bunch of popsicles. You can just plop down on the porch with your sibling, eat a bunch of popsicles together, and have a great time. Yep. Until you get to the last popsicle, ah. and then it's a death match. Now, as an adult, you know what? I can buy every popsicle in the store if I want to, and I can bring them all home, and I can just eat them. And it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> yeah, the freedom is uh, troublesome because you aren't really free. You could be free. I could go buy a bunch of Easter candy right now and eat all of it. But I have to deal with the consequences now. And now that I know that the consequences are there, I'm like, well, I might as well just not do it. So none of us are truly free. No freedom is not real. We are the slaves of our bodies. Our stupid, horrible, wretched bodies that can't eat a bunch of chocolate in one sitting. Stupid, horrible, wretched human bodies. Speaking of which, you know what my favorite character was? uh, Which one? You know. Uncle Artie, the world's strongest man, Yes, the world's strongest man! What is he? I didn't even see him that much. I saw, like, two whole minutes of Artie in all of the episodes I watched, and I was just, like, in in love with him. (laughs) What a strange, strange thing to happen. What? So, uh, for those who haven't watched the show, Uncle Artie always wears, like, a spandex one-piece outfit, and he just, like, bounces around. I can't accurately describe it. But is he like, his uncle over or the is top. he just his friend? I thought he was just like a friend. Every now and then it was just like, hey, it's my pal, the superhero, right. the world's strongest man, Artie. Every now and then, though, they would call him uncle. I think it is canon, though, that it is Uncle Artie. Got it. Who's just super duper good friends with Lil Pete. So at one point, their grandfather comes to visit. His He's played by William Hickey, who I am in love with. He's the creepiest, weirdest old man, and I love him, and I miss him. Yeah, he shows up, and there's a bowling ball that's been handed down through the generations. I guess then Uncle Artie must be their dad's brother, because he fights for his right to get the ball. But actually, he just battles with the ball. I didn't get a lot of stuff that happened with Artie. There was another time where he bonked a turtle on the head with a golf ball, and then it was taken very seriously that this turtle now had amnesia. And couldn't remember the times he spent with Uncle Artie. So the whole rest of the episode, Uncle Artie's arc was, I have to help my turtle friend get his memories back. That is the perfect... I love it so much. You know what? You know what? This show is better for me now as an adult than it would have been for me as a kid, possibly. Absolutely. As a kid, I would have not gotten it. I wouldn't have had enough fun. It's so great. At the same time as every single stake is incredibly high and it's a matter of life and death and the most important thing, it's also not. Like, you know it's not. Because he's just a teenager. Yeah, because they maintain the status quo of the show. I also could never get over the fact that the main guy, the Big Pete, looks so much like a young Ron Howard. I kept on thinking that's who it was. And I was to like, To me, this he looks like. Who is that chick who was in Pretty in Pink? Uh, Pretty in Pink. Anthony Michael Hall? No, but I mean, sure. But the lady. Molly one. Ringwald? Yeah, he looks like Molly Ringwald. Oh my god. They got totally the same right. teeth. And the sort of narrow. And the face same eyes. Thing. And the hair. Yeah, basically everything. He is Molly Ringwald. I'm so sick, Abby. I'm so sick. I'm, I'm so sorry sick. you're dying. At least the show brought you some joy in your last hours alive. At least I got alive. to hear your voice. My beautiful voice. <laughs> so good for radio. I'm sure everybody loves loves hearing us croak at each other across 3,000 miles every couple of months. At least this time I'm using the right microphone. Woohoo! Woohoo! I won't make that mistake for another couple of weeks. All right. Until I forget again. 
So yeah, you know, like I don't have any fucking complaints with Pete and Pete. I don't have anything yeah. that I didn't. Oh, like. there's also uh, I. There was something I liked that was not dislike. I guess we're just now listing all the. Yeah, I seriously like I have nothing where I was like, well, that was annoying. Yeah, like it's a perfect. Every now and then, Uncle Artie may be uncomfortable, but that was un- unrelated. Uh, there was a character named Ellen who is a girl and she's very good at things and is best friends with Big Pete. And I really liked the fact that she's very good at things, but Pete. Never does that thing that male characters always do where they hate that the girl is better than them. Yep. And they're like, ah, this girl is so much better than me. I have to do better than her and beat her at stuff. And then, you know, if he ever does beat the girl, then the girl is like, oh, well, you know, you deserved it. You worked so hard. Ha ha. I was just here to motivate you. Uh I wasn't here to actually be a competent woman on my own. I'm just here so that the main character looks good. Ellen, Ellen's very self-sufficient. She's a smart little, just smart cookie. As many yep. condescending men would like to say. We can retake that word. Smart cookie? Can we take it back? Can we, can we Yeah, I'm that? taking it back. I'm a smart cookie. I'm a smart cookie. I'm a really hearty cookie. I got lots of oatmeal in me. I'm good for you. This is a weird metaphor. It's weird that Little Pete is, like, clearly not the main character. Yeah, I was kind of expecting him to be. I but I guess too. this is more for teens? Well, I feel like he's sort of but a like... force, you know? I actually... Here's the thing. I looked up a fan theory. Because I was like, there must be fan theories <laughs> there's gotta be and there are it doesn't explain anything for you right yeah it's just like here is a weird connection of unrelated actions and i imagine there are a lot of people who are like what's happening on the show uh, it's pretty dark the the fan theories i feel like they always are there's never a fan theory yeah, that's they like want to be everything is happier and more fun than you imagined it's always like no everything's worse so it has to be because our world is so dark and gritty these are theories for like young adults after they have like reach that cynical point where they're like everything is shit and super dark and I love it and they read lots of like really dark Batman tales and stuff and they're like I identify with the Joker. Anyway let's go on. So this is kind of bullshit because it doesn't really work with like his parents and stuff but this theory is that Little Pete is the Tyler Durden to Big Pete's whatever the name of the other guy was in Fight Club. Brendan? What? All right. the name I can of see that. The I other mean, guy in Fight Club? Who's not Tyler Who's Durden. not Tyler Durden? He's not named. He's the narrator. He's, what? He's just the narrator. Oh, so he's what's the name of that actor? Edward Norton. Edward Norton. <laughs> Edward Norton is Big Pete. Brad Pitt is Little Pete, and he's imagining <laughs> Little Pete and all of the other like wacky characters. That's stupid. Brendan oh says God. that's stupid, and it is stupid. That is stupid. They just took the Fight Club thing and were like, "What if all the what characters if, were just in his head? What if everything was Fight Club?" I much prefer that it's just some weird place. Yeah, I think probably it's that, that it's exists like outside of the world. Maybe alternate dimension, or not even that. Just the fact that this is all a pocket dimension. Real things, like real like things that happened, interpreted through the mind of a teenager. But I'd I'd like to stay. I would live there. Would you live in Pete and Pete world? Yeah. You say that very I hesitantly. Mean, it's kind of unpredictable. But in the end, it's um, right. I hope you had the time of your life. Okay. Oh. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah, you got a fever or something. I got the you're 90s. Do I don't have a fever. I, well. Uh, no, you got the 90s fever. I have the 90s fever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's fine. I just have a lot of, like, that, what's that zombie song? The cranberry song stuck in my head? Zombie. Zombie. No, stop. You like that? No, stop. I hate that song. <laughs> now it's in your head. It's, now like it's in your one head of my too. least favorite songs in the world. <laughs> no, no, it's out because I don't even. Like, I can't think about it. Do you want it's me to gone. remind you? No, thank you. It's a good, if you listen to it again, it's a good song. 
I was looking today. All right, so bear me out. This isn't a fever talking, but give me a second. You know the brand of children's clothing and also, like, kitty accessories, like car seats and stuff, called Evenflow? Even FLO? Yes! And I was looking at it today because I was at my friend's school. She works as a teacher, and there was, like, kid stuff around. And I was just like, Evenflow! Like, every time I saw it, I was just like, Pearl Jam! <laughs> so maybe I do have 90s fever. But yeah, also, if you name your brand Evenflow, what do you think is going to happen? This is fucking, the Pearl Jam song came out before that, I guarantee you. Well. Do you just not know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. You listen to Pearl Jam. I don't know what they sound like. I definitely so. listen. You do too know what Pearl Jam sounds like. Maybe, but I just don't. Everybody does. Know about it. Uh, There's some kind of a Pearl Jam, like, shrine at our airport. What? Were they, like, a Seattle thing? In Seattle? Yeah. I don't know, but in Seattle, uh, the there's, like, a bunch of Pearl Jam records and stuff, and they're just like, Pearl Jam. Hold on. Important. And I'm like, huh? Let me tell Brendan about it. At the Seattle airport, there is a shrine to Pearl Jam. Yeah, they're from Seattle. Okay, that makes just, sense. Yeah, they really like the bands here. Because... The whole, like, Nirvana have. thing. Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Brennan's Bren just like, that's what they have. Come on, they also have other things, like dolphins and mountains and shit. I mean, fine. Well, they got a Bigfoot. Amazon? They can be proud of that. I don't know. Yes. It no. seems like it makes equal sense to be proud of Amazon being in your town as Pearl Jam starting there. Come on, it's fucking Pearl Jam. Jesus. I'm grudge. You know, the ethos of a generation. Brennan just said the ethos of a generation. I want that to be forever enshrined in our memories that Brennan just said that Pearl Jam represents the uh, ethos no. well, I was, no, I of a generation. Said, hush, hush, hush. That said, is what you said. I said grunge. That is exactly what you said. said it is a quote. I said grunge. Yeah, sure, whatever. It's Pearl Jam. Say grunge in the microphone. <laughs> sorry, Abby's like, um, are we doing a show or um, are we not doing a show right now? Say, anyway, gr say, say grunge in the microphone. <laughs> Brendan wants me to say to say for the record that he said grunge and not Pearl Jam, but I believe that Pearl Jam was implied very strongly. Sorry, this is our relationship. Okay. This is just a little little nutshell of, of our of our lives, our conversation. I may be a little bit sick. Right I'm pretty sure that um, I might be unwell. Um anyway. I saw Maddie, I saw what? Bigfoot this weekend. Did you? I did. I saw a Bigfoot. Because you were at a comic convent convention. No, no, no. You were at a comic I was, convent. I uh, was standing outside a Bernie Sanders rally. And there was Bigfoot? And a Bigfoot walked past. Was it he was a, a Yeti or was he a Bigfoot? It was a Bigfoot for sure. Like brown? Very creepy humanish face, though. Anyway, it was a person in an outfit. To clarify, I don't believe in the big feats. But, we would have found one. But like... But oh my god, somebody on Naked and Afraid sure did. Because he kept saying, when I was 12 years old, a Bigfoot sat on me, and I'm scared of the dark ever since. A Bigfoot he kept saying sat it. on me? What did he think happened? A Bigfoot sat on what me. What happened to him, well, for real, though? He was in a tent, and he heard an animal nearby, and he was just like, it was walking on two legs, I could tell, and I'm like, right. So it was like a bear, like, or something. And then he laid down on me. So it was a bear. I was so scared. It was probably a bear. It was probably a bear. Maybe not even a bear, maybe just like a tree fell on him or something. Well, it was, I think you could tell if it's like a living animal. Anyway, Bigfoot sat on him, and now he's <laughs> Okay, I guess we should talk more about this. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Everybody saw it, right? I mean, did everybody... Yeah, like, everybody else has seen it in the world except us, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So you guys are just like, oh my god, why are you having an episode on this? I already know about it. Or maybe they're sitting here like, you totally forgot to mention this thing. Or maybe they're bored already and left. Yeah, they probably just were like, okay, once Maddie starts singing Pearl Jam songs, I'm gone. Bye, guys. Sorry if that was, was... that Unpredictable song by the Pearl Jams? Unpre no. Unbelievable? You mean, you're unbelievable. No, absolutely not. That's <laughs> by some band that died, I'm sure. 
<laughs> What's the that song band you're doesn't about? exist. Unpredictable. When I was no. like, it's unpredictable. Oh my god, Abby, that's Green that... Day. How do you not know Green Day songs? Okay, look, I know about some Green Day. I was almost conscious in those times of the Green Day. But look, I don't keep track. Shut up. Uh, what were your highs and lows, Maddie? My highs and lows. All right, so what's my low? Wait. I have a middle. I have a high, a low, and like a a thing I liked, but it was it was funny, funnier than than it is good or bad. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna start with that. My my middle, my medium, is that this show is the '90sest thing possible. It was just the the theme song and the outfits and the haircuts and like everything. And the cinematography. It immersed you in the world of the '90s. Sorry, I just burped a lot because I'm dying. Yeah, it was just the most, so that was like my medium, because I was like enjoying it, but also it kind of hurt a little bit, because man, what a tacky decade, y'all. That was... Oh, yeah. Speaking of God, tacky... I really hope it doesn't swing back around in like 10 more years. It might, I you mean... You can see a little bit of it filtering back in. But mostly I feel like the good parts, like plaid shirts, but not plaid shirts tied around your waist yet. Yeah, and not clothes that are like three sizes too big. Yeah, I just or disgusting mom jeans. I mean, high waisted jeans are in, but they're like skinny and they look really good because we fixed them. I guess something happened. Yeah, I guess like they don't cinch at the waist quite so much, or something. And we don't have like elastic. Yeah, quite as often. And it doesn't poof around some people area. Yeah, that little the pooch right there. No, thank you. Yeah, that that caused me distress even as a like kid in the '90s. I was like, seriously, that is very unattractive. Uh, yeah, so it was very '90s. That was just kind of a nice little trip, not really down memory lane because I was like, you know, four. So. Oh man, did we address enough the sibling stuff? We did, we did. That Pete and Pete and yeah. us and us are very similar in terms of siblings, but we're not actually because I'm not sure if we discussed that quite exactly. We have though. I guess this is a perfect show for us to watch because. It's about siblings. We're sisters. We're sisters. And they're brothers. And our names kind of sound alike, Maddie and Abby. That's true. Pete and Pete, Maddie and Abby. It works. Oh, man. We totally didn't make that connection in time. But hey. I should have written that down. I don't know whether there's that much more than that, though, because other than that, they're pretty different from us, honestly. I don't know. You were going through all those troubles. I had some phases, but I don't think I ever... Did they have, like, a youth theater episode? Did they have one where he's, like, in a play? I bet they did. And he's trying to impress a girl. That was me. Ha. Huh. Aw. You know, it was. Like, being in plays, trying to impress boys. That was my modus. Absolutely. Directing your own plays. Yeah. No big deal. She directed No Exit in eighth grade. My sister's kind of awesome. Thank you. Except that that's when I peaked. That is clearly... Peak Maddie was when I was 13 years old. That was when I truly believed in myself and thought I could really achieve something. And now here I am. Aww. In my pajamas... I don't know. I have a lot of plants, so I've got that. Yeah, you've got lots of little plant children. that going for me. got plants. I I planted some potatoes in the garden today. It's probably too early. They're probably going to die. I got off track because guess what? I have a fucking fever probably. Um, Okay, so my high, my high was definitely Artie. Artie was my favorite because I wanted that when I was a kid. I wanted a superhero to be my best friend and just like a casual best friend. It's not like he's central to the show. It's not like the show is about how little Pete has a superhero best friend. It's just like, hey, you know, you can have lots of best friends and healthy relationships with all of them and you don't have to have just one that like governs your life and like, you know, you have to let go of when you become an old person. You can just keep your crazy superhero friend forever. Why not? There was never probably a Pete and Pete episode where it's like, oh, Artie, you're my imaginary friend and I have to give you up to grow up and move on. It's just like, no, none of that. None of that nonsense. That was also my high, is that there was never any, like, I have to let go of childish things. It was just like, no, you don't. No, you don't. There was an episode about Halloween 
where it was like, you have to stop caring about Halloween or else, sort of. You have to do or what? Or else, you know, you'll be, uh, you have to stop caring about Halloween or else these guys will come and beat you up. Big Pete? And then people will forever mark you as a Halloweeny. Wait, Big Pete? Yeah, Big Pete. Well, he's like 16. Little Pete was having a great time. He probably yeah. should stop trick-or-treating. Well, no one should ever stop. There's free candy. They're just handing it out. But teenagers get, as someone who has handed out candy on trick-or-treating night, Halloween, as many people call it, I've handed out Halloween candy to teens, and I always resent it. I resent it hugely. They should be at home handing out candy to the tinier children. They just don't want to have to grow up. Motherfuckers, you know? Fuck Uh, them. I want free candy now, and I'm a fucking adult. Well, I can buy it at the (sighs) store, but it's not the same. Yeah. Even those mixed bags. But the thing is, it wouldn't be the same even if you did it now, because it wouldn't be as full of joy. It would just be you stealing candy from children. See, I have to find, like, some children to hang out with, so that then I can take them trick-or-treating, and also be like, ooh, what, you're just gonna stiff me? The adult who brought them out here? Come on, give me some candy too, please. Um, you ca- cannot do that. <coughs> you are not I absolutely allowed should. to do that. Moms don't get candy. Moms don't get candy, Abby. Plus, I don't want to hang out with children all the time. Right, I don't do know you? how to talk to them. Oh, God. My chest hurts. I'm afraid of them. Anyway. So that was my high? That was my high. My low is... I don't know. I guess it was only available in a really grainy quality on YouTube. I could probably... You could probably buy, yeah, like, a DVD set of it or something. Yeah, but I ain't doing that. You're not... Yeah, who buys I already anything? have my bad DVDs. We bought all those DVDs for uh, the Josh Kirby episode. So. Right, we have enough of 90s TV shows on fucking DVDs. I'm pretty sure... Are you willing to say? And you might not be willing to say. I'm pretty sure this is the best show we've watched. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Yeah, like... I'm like, Odyssey is good, but this one... definitely withstands the test of time yeah like you can tell the difference between the quality in terms of like writing and just ability and like it's not like a diamond in the rough it's just a fucking diamond and it's right there yes (laughs) there's a reason that people still talk about it's just a diamond in a store where you can buy it so uh did you know that the two peets actually have their own show now they have a little podcast that they do what called the adventures of danny and mike yes the adventures of danny and mike hey that's cool yeah i want to listen to it Apparently they're really nice people really? and they're cool now. Do you think they'll listen to our podcast? I hope not. <laughs> it's a little bit out of the... It's it's kind of weird today, Maddie. I like this one. I hope they aren't listening. I mean, I am... My brain is currently warped by intense heat, but I'm pretty sure this is our best show yet. I'm pretty sure number 20 <coughs> is, <laughs> is the best that we've done so far. I'm so proud of us, Abby. I'm so... I'm so proud of us. Sorry, um, do you have highs and lows that you want to share? Yes, and I also want to talk about one character who doesn't, who I didn't talk about earlier, but who I love, and that is Endless Mike. Oh, I love Endless Mike! The fact that his name Uh, is Endless Mike. What does that mean? I don't know. It means he'll never graduate from high school. Oh! Well, Uh I love it. I absolutely love it. I love Endless Mike. I love his weird teeth. He's got really weird teeth. He's got, like, fangs almost, and I'm like, I'm into that. Oh, my God. You always like the character. I'm sorry. That's as close as possible to a mythical beast. Abby. (laughs) That's just how it is, Maddie. Uh, It feels really bright in here. Uh, It feels so bright. It's too bright for me. Anyway, so my actual highs and lows, besides Mike and his almost vampire teeth. All right, my high is uh, how seamlessly the weird shit was integrated into actual plots that went somewhere and taught a valuable lesson. Like, they actually worked, even though there was, like, this whole setup that is just absolutely ridiculous. It ends, like, with an actual scene. The uh, the episode you told me to watch, Tool and Die, or Tool or Die? Yeah, Tool, Tool and, and Die, die yeah. 
that one, it was about shop. And it was just, like, so dramatic. There were so many shots of just, like, buzzing saws <laughs> and stuff. And he was just like, I'm going to lose my entire body to this thing. <laughs> but at the end, it was just like, oh, I learned the importance of actually building things in shop. Mm-hmm. Because it's not nice to feel, for somebody to think you're useless, to not have any faith in you. Yeah. It's better to kind of work hard for the teacher who cares about this. Even if it's not something you yourself like, it might turn out to be valuable. Yeah, you should at least try. Yeah. So I liked that message a lot and also the episode a lot because it was hilarious it was it was so funny i love how the teacher is there at like midnight yes turns on the light in his office definitely sleeping in there yeah but he has and he a had wife. like a hook for a hand yeah he has a wife he has a wife it's just that teachers don't go home in pete and pete world yeah you go home during the summer that's when you get to see your family <laughs> then you go to a job in the rest of the year and that's where you live anyway so that was your high what is your low None. Zero lows. There was this, uh, like, I had to come up with a low, so that's why I have one. It's like those episodes where we talk about something that we absolutely hated and we have to come up with a high, so there's not really a high, but this time there's not really a low. Yeah. What a nice, refreshing experience for both of us. So nice. We definitely needed it. There was kind of one in that I kind of, it felt weird to me when these kids had to interact with Artie. Really? Because he was so boisterous. I just can't help but imagine being that child actor and this, like, boisterous, weird dude is jumping all around in a one-piece, tight-ass suit and, like, hitting you on the chest and being like, Ah, my boy, it's me, your Uncle Artie, I'm a superhero, I'm the strongest man in the world! And then he runs away. And I'm just like, I don't know how I would react to that. Oh, man. No, he's, like, perfect and innocent, but, like, also, I I would be uncomfortable being around You're thinking about him, like, in real life. What happens after the camera's shut off? Is he the same? Or is he, like, a weird standoffish dude in real life and then turns on for the camera and then it, like, is super uncomfortable and weird? I don't know. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he was great with kids. Maybe. Maybe if I listen to the podcast that they do, I can find out yeah. how that was for them. And then I can, you know, rest easy knowing that it wasn't weird for them. Being a kid on television is probably a very weird experience. It probably is. Like, what are their lives like? But well, they both look cute, so that's they, nice. They, they have a picture cute. of that's them nice. on their little their podcast website. I bet they have kids of their job. own, and, like, they've shown their kids the thing, and it's family. Anyway, I guess next week we have to go back to... Shows people don't like... Shows people don't like and we don't like. Nobody likes them. And it's fine. Well, hey, every maybe the next one will be good. And maybe, anyway, maybe there's always that hope. I just loved everything about this show, and I can understand why people have it in a special place in their hearts. Because, like, I feel like the cast was just all incredibly good and so on the same page. It's almost like, it's almost like they're here with me now, and it's so bright, and I am so warm and safe. And Artie's here, and he's beckoning to me, and everything is so bright and warm and peaceful. Maddie? Hello? Well, she's dead now. Um, next time, join me and maybe the ghost of my sister, or just not. Join us next time. At the Sister Time Podcast. If you have a show you'd like to recommend, please send it to sistertimepodcast at gmail.com. And thank you to all of my Patreon subscribers for making this possible. I love you all, and I'm sure my sister did too when she was still alive. Let her be in our hearts for a little while until we forget about her. Goodbye. Goodbye.